It's not allowing your feelings to dictate how you show up. It's driving intentional focus and designing, creating, implementing, and building the standards that you know are gonna cause you to win in your life. It's time to get inside your own head. Begin with the psychology behind your behaviors. Infuse it with an acute understanding of self-awareness, emotion, storytelling, body language, and more. Then look at it all through the lens of the latest neuroscience research, broken down to its most digestible form. And you've arrived. Enhanced messaging, deeper connection, heightened influence, and a greater impact on the world. Welcome to the Amplify Podcast with Renee Rodriguez. Welcome back to this week's podcast, the Amplify Podcast. And I am bringing back a guest for a lot of reasons. I'm bringing back one because I wanted more conversation with uh, our guest here today, Mr. Ben Newman. But we've got a couple exciting things that are gonna be happening as well. And I think that more than ever, his message is relevant. And I selfishly want to dive into this man's brain. And so let's have some fun. Mr. Newman, how are you, sir? Renee, it is always awesome to see you. I'll tell you, ever since Brian Covey brought us together in Tennessee, our friendship, it just means the world to me. It is definitely an iron sharpens iron. And you immediately when you knew about the book, you said, I'm bringing you back on the podcast. What can I do to help? And that just speaks volumes about you and why there are so many people that love spending time with you, working with you, going to your Amplify events, doing webinars and coaching with you. And so just thank you for being who you are. And thank you for bringing me back on to highlight the book and the great things that we're doing together. Well, it's, it's my pleasure, man. And I, I, you and I, I think that's why we connected. We have sort of the same philosophy, but it's such an abundant world. And when I see a message that the world needs, especially right now, we have an obligation to get it out there. And you have, I've been doing this for 30 years, and you have one of the most authentic brands and personalities of anybody that I've met. And that's the thing that I think I want people to sort of see through this. There's a lot of really good speakers out there and coaches out there and people that are doing a lot of really great stuff. But what you do and who you are is such a powerful man it's it's just it's refreshing to me to see that the, the brand plays through to the human being as well and so let's start off with that one because i think that you know the you, here you are you're coaching some of the best teams you know sporting teams in the world you coach some of the biggest companies some of the biggest names some of the biggest leaders in the world you've got a massive following you're, you're launching your second book i mean you've you your your circle and your network is at the top of the top and you're you're doing so many things where did all of this begin for you? Well, first, if I could mention, and, and you know, I think another one of the reasons why we get along is because we're both very direct individuals. And I appreciate you highlighting and especially being scrutinized by a guy who understands psychology and what's real and what's not the way that you do. That is a big time compliment coming from you. But for individuals listening, and once again, I just want to be direct to prove a point. You guys know from the, the rough story of me growing up and seeing my mother pass away and dying before my eyes and parents divorced at six months old. I've been through it just like we've all been through. It. We all have a story. But that story is what's caused me to be real, Renee. And, you know, you've been doing this for almost 30 years. I've been doing this for almost 18. That's over 
50 years of experience doing this type of work. And we currently live in a world, I'm just calling a spade a spade, where people put on their Instagram page two weeks ago that they're a speaker and an author because they threw up a book on Amazon and they're all of a sudden an expert. Or even people who they try to speed ahead and, and it's I've been doing it for two years and they try to say there's something they're not. And I think there's something to understanding that success and impact takes a lot of aggressive patience, which is one of the chapters in the book, mm-hmm. The Standard, over a long period of time. And there are standards that you have created in your life to impact people the way you do. I believe there are standards that I've created. And so what we wanted to do was create a book that helps the reader connect to their standard because nobody, everybody says the standard is the standard, but nobody defines Mm. the standard. And so I really wanted to take the opportunity to define the standard, to not say, look at what I've done, but to help you connect to your next level, but to do it the right way. And to know that it might take time, you may have some quick victories on the road, but to understand real significant impact, it's a journey. It's not a short-term fix. I love that you said connect to your standard. And so many of us have lived, well, there's a standard in the marketplace. There's a standard in morality. There's a standard in my faith, whatever. But what's what's my personal standard? What am I willing to give in on? What am I not willing to give on, give in on? That's a profound realization. I, I got to be honest, like that's like really profound because the exploration, you know, I help people with their story, but I've never thought about it from the perspective of what's, what standard are you willing to And it's another way of saying that is what's your boundary? Like what, what are you, what's not negotiable for you? And then, man, what if the, the, the potential of seeing that from the perspective of what standard do I want to set to be the person that I want to be? I love that. And I love that you're saying too, that this takes time. I, there's a great meme that I saw out there that said, give me the confidence of the 25 year old life coach. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was so perfect. And I'm not, I'm not trying to to throw salt on anyone's game that wants to go out there and be a life coach. I love it. And, you know, but there's, there are a lot of things that I personally don't talk about because I haven't earned the right to be that. I don't like, I don't talk about how to grow rich hair. Rich hair. (laughs) It makes two of us. Yeah, probably. And, but there's a lot of things that I don't talk about that I still am trying to figure out. I I have a lane that I am in. And even if I bring something to the stage, I was telling somebody, I go, you know, these ideas that I bring, I have wrestled with for two to three years prior to you hearing them. And and when I say wrestle with them, I'm talking about on a daily basis, smaller audiences, what I call open mic nights, those times where you get a chance to try out new material and, and test ideas over dinners with colleagues, phone calls, reading, you name it. And when it comes to a stage environment, when, when someone's paying you, they're paying you to vet the idea so that their audience isn't getting a concept. And you watch people that read a book and then go deliver a course. They didn't even write the book. And it's like, okay, I, I hear it. But it's there is something different around what is considered that quality. And I think if you're listening to this, asking yourself, what is that? I love that aggressive patience. What have you been aggressively patient with to really earn that right to give somebody advice? Because it's like giving directions in a town that you don't know the directions. Have you ever had somebody do that? Like, where is it? Yeah, it's over there. And they send you down the wrong path. And it that, that, that is such a disservice. It is such a disservice. But I love that you say that. So let me let me touch on aggressive patience. I'll give everybody a little glimpse into one of the powerful stories that's in the book. 
Because one of the things that, that I admire about your work, all the conversations that we have that are not recorded, they're off camera. You know, there, there's so much that we learn about each other. And I just want to share, it always makes me feel really good that I'm on the right path. I always look at friends like you who are providing an example, right? You've been doing this for 30 years. And for those that didn't see when I posted it and put it out, you know, when I read Amplify Your Influence, that that is the book on communication from the stage. Like that is the book on speaking communication. I used to send people to get resonate by Nancy Duarte. And now I'm like, no, no, no. And this is not just because we're friends. Like mm. your book, that is the standard wow. for people really understanding how to amplify their, their voice and their influence. So I've always admired that there's real authentic stories in real time. And Thank so you. aggressive patience, that's a real story. The story still being written but it had a great chapter complete itself last year. And there's a story on aggressive patients where I was sitting in Coach Kleiman's office at North Dakota State. We had won national championships together at North Dakota State. We were the favorite to go win another. It would have been our third in, in my four years with Coach Kleiman at North Dakota State. And we're sitting in his office and he had just accepted the job at Kansas State University, where now a little foreshadow, I, I've just started my fifth year nice. with him at Kansas State and my ninth year as a performance coach for Coach Kleiman, which is unheard of in sports for somebody that does the work that I do to be with a coach for, for no, nine years. It was a revolving door in that area, for sure. Oh, revolving door. So nine years, he's one of my best friends. I love the man. And so the standard he had a standard. He literally told Kansas State, I'm not accepting this job unless you let me finish my job with North Dakota State. People mm. don't do that. And so here I am. I'm in his office. We're getting ready to fly to go win another national championship, which we did. And he's like, are we crazy? I'm like, coach, well, what do you mean? Are, are, are we crazy? And he's like, Ben, are we crazy? He says, everybody's telling me, like, why did I accept this job at Kansas State? You're going to a place where literally the stadium is named after the previous coach. Their recruiting is down. You can't recruit to Manhattan, Kansas. You're never going to win. And this past season, as I'm giving you the shorter bridge version, this past season, aggressive patience in our fourth year at Kansas State, we just won the Big 12 championship. Wow. We finished 14th in the country. We were ranked as high as ninth in the country. And we played Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. And people are going, what in the world are you doing? And it's nothing I did. It's nothing Coach Kleiman did. It was the aggressive patience over a four-year period of time of helping these kids create their standards that they wanted to take ownership of. And, Renee, this was the year where these kids, they owned it. I mean, you could go to a practice and they could coach themselves. And as a mental performance coach, that's the beauty. Like, the messaging is sticking. It's resonating. It's consistent. And it's taken aggressive patience and we're not done yet. So now there's aggressive patience for the next level of goals. But it's always fun to be part of something like that. That didn't happen in two weeks. It didn't happen in a year. It took four years, years. to win a Big 12 championship. You know, if, if there's something that has been so frustrating with people, it's the, 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 the immediate need for something to happen. And. I was talking to somebody, I'm like, are you willing to, they're wanting to go into a new job one of the, one of, with one of my customers. And I said, are you willing to devote five years to mastering a craft? And I said, really, actually, to understanding a craft, maybe 10 years to mastering it. And I said, if you ask that question and you watch response, you're going to learn so much about that individual. Like what, five, five years? 
10 years or I had one guy said, are you willing to devote five? He goes, I'll give you 30. I was like, <clears> okay, hold on a second. There's that. Now we're in the right realm of thinking, but I love, here we are, we get all the odds against us. And as you're listening, I want you to think about this. He's talking about a sporting example here, but this applies to everything. This applies to life. This applies to a marriage. This applies to wanting to write a book, being good at something, learning how to public speak, you name it, a craft, learning the piano. I'm going to, I'm not going to be good for the first four. It's going to be struggle, suffering, sacrifice for the first four, but that fifth year, man, I mean, how one that says a lot about the organization and the, and them saying we, we can devote to four years on this and two, to know that this is something that isn't overnight, which to me, the harder the, the, the process, the more suffering, the bigger the reward because of contrast. We know the value of it because of what was there. And I think if you think about that, that piece, and also I love, I mean, so many things I love about this. He didn't leave his previous employer until his obligation was done. Renee, he said, I won't take the job. I love that. And it's like, I tell people, you want to know how somebody will leave you? Look at how they left their previous employer. The courtship of a relationship is the most reflective of the actual relationship. If they're lying and cheating and taking databases and they're not being honest about the previous employer to the previous employer coming to work for you, and you're saying, yeah, we got them. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's how they're going to leave you too. And if he had that much integrity, he knew he brought that much integrity there as well. I mean, just there's so many lessons in just that story right there. I mean, so many lessons. And so when we think about the standard, and because I want to go back to that. And I've been telling you, I've been asking you for weeks, is this thing out? Is it out? Is it out? Can you send me? I want to, I want to, I want to look at this <laughs> because for me personally, and I, and I look at this and, and sometimes my podcast is a reflection of it, it, not sometimes it is a reflection of my selfish needs and my selfish wants to learn as I sort of grow and continue to grow. I'm, I'm pushing myself into thinking what's my next level, right? I've pushed myself into a next level of, of fitness, which I've got another level that I'm trying to get at. I know you, you, man, you've been killing it, but you know, what's my next level financially? What's my next level in all these things? And when you just gave me the word, the standard, it was like that made so much sense to, and as I'm, as I, as you're listening to this, I want you to be asking yourself, what are your standards? And do you even have a way of uncovering what they are? Cause we all have standards. We just might not like what they are, or maybe just didn't pay attention that they were too low. You know, if so you've got a standard of being treated like crap in a relationship and then your standard isn't high enough, or maybe you weren't surrounded by people that told you that other standards are possible. I mean, there's so many things to this concept of what are you willing to allow into your life and what is not allowed? What are you willing to act into and what are you willing to do? And, you know, watching and listening to you talk about standard over feelings and, and, and as Ben, cause I'm going to tee him up and I just, I know I'm, I'm winding him up right now. Cause it's just this, I'm just going to let him go on this for a little while because this is going to be good, but pull your pen and paper out because this concept of standard over feelings is such a deep one. And it's also so easily ignored because we talk about the importance and I think emotion is an important thing, but when emotion starts to drive what we do, how we behave and what, who we are, that's where we get started getting into trouble. And so when we start thinking in myself, you have impacted me going, okay, when I'm tired, I want to hit the snooze when I want to do all these things. I don't want to go to the gym. And I, your voice goes in. What, so, so that's your new standard, Renee. I'm like, no, that's not my standard. Oh my God. I'm, I'm just caught up into that emotion. And there's another great quote. And I love quotes, by the way, 
that our ability Stanley Kubrick, our ability, our ability to eloquently talk about a subject matter can create the consoling illusion that we've mastered it. So just because I can talk about discipline and standard and all that stuff doesn't mean that in any way, shape, or form that I've mastered it. I need people like you to give me a category that I can grab onto. And it's so simple. That's the genius of it, that I can grab onto this thing called, well, what's my standard? That beautiful question that haunts you and it follows you throughout the day. It follows you through all the good and bad decisions. And now all of a sudden, you're telling me that there's a way to even uncover it and create it. So I wound you up. Talk to us about that. Uh, first thing is, I'm glad that you're hearing my voice because you know that uh, when you release this, the, the standard, the book is dropping on August the 1st, the Mental Toughness Forum that you're a part of. And I'm so grateful that you're part of our second annual Mental Toughness Forum, which the listeners can still sign up and get everything on recording at mentaltoughnessforum.com. But you and I are also going to be live in Denver twice. We're going to be live for Impact 23 in Denver in August. And then for the Mile High Profit Summit with our dear friend, Tom Reber. I mean, it's just going to be unbelievable. And Gavin Ekstrom is the Impact Gavin, 23 Gavin event. Ekstrom, yep, yep. So, I mean, it's just unbelievable what Gavin has put together. It's unbelievable what Tom has put together. But you know we're going to see each other, so we're probably going to have to work out together. We're going to break bread together. So those oh, standards. Oh, I, can I, okay, break, break. I, <laughs> I got to tell you some funny story. I was on that boat I told you about, and I told my wife, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try this um, this uh, uh, on uh, the the unrequired, unrequired workout. workout. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Man, my my there, there was a couple of different stories I have about that unrequired workout. First of all, you don't need a weight room to do that, which is like talk about eliminating all my excuses. I'm like, well, I don't that's need why, a weight that's room. I'm like, oh, you don't need one. Oh shit. Okay. Well, man, it was. I made it through halfway through the first time. And I wanted to jump overboard into the water. And then, oh man, it was just, I just want to tell you that that was a gift and a curse that you gave me that workout. Well, for, uh, for anybody, I'll make sure to send it to you so that everybody can see exactly what it is, but I'll make sure it's in the link. In the, in the, yeah. In the, in that, the that unrequired workout, it's 10 exercises. It takes almost 50 minutes. You know, it's planking and wall sits. And like you said, one of the reasons why I did that is because guys like you and I, who were speaking all over the world, we're on sidelines, we're in boardrooms, we're on fields, we're in locker rooms. It's easy to live to our excuses rather than the standards. And so I wanted to create, whether I'm out in the wilderness somewhere, if my wife wants to go out into the Smokies, like there's no excuses anymore. And so the workout can be done anywhere. And I've done that workout over four straight years, every single day, with the exception of 10 where I had a staph infection, had surgery removed from my ankle, and literally I did a thousand curls in the hospital bed with dumbbells. There's pictures all over the internet to prove it. And so for 10 days, I had to do a thousand curls to still do 45 minutes of work because I couldn't do it. And so I know that sounds crazy to so many of you, but that's because there's a standard. Standard. And it's standard over feelings. And so I, I want to highlight something here. And I don't say this to impress anybody. It's to impress upon the point, because I know that you can win more in your life, not just on the days that you don't want to do it, but especially after you win, if you lock in. And remember, Renee wound me up, so I'm getting ready to go. Uh, but I'm hoping. Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> stand, standard over feelings. This is why Nick Saban kept me at Alabama for five years and two national championships. Most speakers that come to Alabama, they make it through their first talk the first time, and Coach Saban literally wants to stop them and show them the door before they even finish their first talk. 
So staying at Alabama for five years with Coach Saban, who has one of the most demanding set of expectations you ever meet in your life, unheard of. Coach Kleiman, nine years. My work with Microsoft. My work with some of the top financial advisors in the world that I've coached for over 10 years, right? 10 years. These are not a couple of weeks. We gave it a try for a few months. It's because of the message standard over feelings. It's not allowing your feelings to dictate how you show up. It's driving intentional focus and designing, creating, implementing, and building the standards that you know are going to cause you to win in your life. And it's interesting, Renee, because we all look in the mirror at the end of the day, right? We could say, I gave it my best. And many people think because of the work that we do, oh, I bet a championship to you is how much money you make a, a company make, or you impact an athlete to go win a championship. Those things are a byproduct yeah. of helping an athlete, an entertainer, an entrepreneur, a business owner learn that when you live to the standard every day and you don't lie to yourself in the mirror at the end of every day and you tell yourself, today I gave it my very best. I wasn't perfect. I gave it my very best in everything that I did. You can't ask any more of yourself than that. If Renee and I are coaching you, we're not going to ask you to give more than your very best because we know if you live to a standard and it's your very best, you are going to win in whatever it is that you do because success is a numbers game. So if I said to somebody who's listening there in sales, I sell widgets for a living. Okay. If you send no emails, no phone calls, no LinkedIn messages for 200 days and you work 200 days, you're not going to sell anything. Now take somebody else who sells the same widgets. I don't care if their language is terrible. If they gave it their best with their language and they showed up all 200 days and they sent messages and they sent emails and they sent text messages and they live to their standard. I promise you they're gonna drive success. And we all know that. So if I just gave you the example of somebody who has terrible language and all they're doing is being successful, now I want you to think about yourself. And I know you're sitting there going, I'm better than terrible. My language is actually pretty good. Then what we're speaking to, you have belief in yourself, but your confidence has to stop coming from your talent and your past success. Confidence has to come from your daily discipline and standards. Mm -hmm. And when your confidence comes from your daily disciplines and your standards, it changes your life. It changes your opinion of success with yourself and your impact with people will never be the same. You're talking about a new source of confidence in a, in a much more sustainable one, but a much more powerful one. Instead of I have to go and do things and I'll get confidence once I succeed. I'll get, I'll be confident once I achieve this award or earn a million dollars or a hundred thousand or whatever your number is. And you're saying, no, that's not the source of confidence. The source of confidence is your commitment to a daily discipline and a standard that you set for yourself. And those bigger achievements just work. They just, they, they're the outcome of that piece. That's, that's huge. You know why? This is why it's huge for me because you can then now attain confidence much sooner if you are consistent on something, even if it's a week. Okay. So I've got a week's worth of, I've stayed consistent for a week. Hey, I did it for a week. Okay. Let me get two weeks. Okay. I did two. Now all of a sudden I'm in a month. Now let's get two months. And all of a sudden you're building this. You haven't even won yet. According to the, the 
external award, but you've won those days, you've won those pieces, which when you can believe in, in that longer term accumulation of behaviors that just start to mount up and, and, calc- and, and sort of compound on each other, that's huge. I mean, that's sorry, but that's that, if you're not writing that down, that your confidence needs if, in, and here's the other thing. If your confidence comes from something external that you don't control, then people can take it away and it's fleeting. They can take away the award. They can take away your job. They can take away your, 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 your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whoever it is, or the car or the house or the money, but they can't take that away. That's, that's just huge. So the, the key is stacking days. So what you just referred to, I call it stacking days. And when you stack the days, you stack weeks. When you stack the days, you stack months. When you stack the days, you stack years. I remember 2020. If you really look at the scope of everything the 2020 Alabama Crimson Tide football team had to go through. So that's the COVID year. That's every year at Alabama is the expectation you're going to win a national championship. But you look at what they had to do in COVID. I mean, it's just unbelievable the circumstance. Those kids, that was when I really first started talking about stacking days. And I've been talking about prize fighter days for over 15 years, but referring to it as stacking days, Mm. I shared that with the Alabama football team that year. And that's all they talked about in everything that they did. We got to just stack days. It doesn't matter if, if 20 guys pop, you know, positive tests and they can't show up. We still got to go to work. We got to stack our days and prepare for the next Saturday. And these kids stack their days and they will go down arguably as the greatest college football team to ever walk the face of the earth. Yes, they were undefeated. Yes, they won a national championship, but they also beat COVID that year. And for those that have a connection to sports, it was unbelievable having to navigate to playing in empty stadiums, to wondering you know, walking around, am I going to pop a positive test? Cause if I do, then I'm, you know, my team's going to be disappointed. I mean, it was unbelievable what they went through, but stacking days allows you to win in everything that you do. Stacking days. So let's, let's pause there for a minute. I like to make these podcasts and to me, they're podcasts, but why not make them mini trainings, right? If you're listening to this, why not get better as you listen? And so here's a, here's a moment. What days are you stacking? Cause there's a reality to that. And I'm having, I'm, I'm having a sort of an aha moment. You're stacking days already. They just might not be the days you want to stack. <laughs> and so you're going to stack a day. You're going to collect days. But is it the day that's going to move you closer to what you're going? And are you stacking the win, right? Are you stacking that piece? And when I look back upon any failure that I've had, whether it be physical, financial, relationship, it's because I stacked the wrong days. I was in the days are stacked with the wrong kinds of behaviors and the wrong decisions that I made. I think there's a, there's an opportunity to do an inventory on oneself. And so what days have I been stacking? If you don't like where you're at, cool. How did you create that? What days did you string together to bring that one to life? Like, see, that's, that's, that's a reality. I don't think many people want to face because if I have been failing, then all of those are coming together. So what did I stack to get here? So if that's the case, and somebody's listening, what Renee just said, that hit you dead square in the eyes. And it's like, okay, I've been showing up. Like I've been working, but it wasn't my best. I've been going through the days, but not my best. Hmm. There has to be a point where it becomes painful enough to change. And you recognize that's not the example that I want to set for myself or the little eyes that are watching me. And if that's the case, you have to make changes in your daily environment 
that cause you to change your behavior. So you've, you've wound me up again. So <clears throat> let me go here for a minute. Please. No, I, this is for, I love this. <laughs> so our, I've got our a page first, of notes already. <laughs> our first interview together, the background looked different. Why? Because I was at my home office in St. Louis. I'm currently at my home office in a house that we rent in Laguna Beach. Now, I'm here for the entire month of July. Why? Because once I get to August, football season starts, and I'm going to be on a sideline every single Saturday for the rest of the year and in an NFL stadium for a lot of Sundays. And so that's a lot of time away from the family. So this is always the intentional month. I turn down all my traveling speaking engagements. I do Zooms. I'll do things virtually, but I'm not on the road. Many people would probably look at this and say, well, well, that's his manuscript for the next book. Like, that's his 75 hard journal. Isn't that his office? No, this is not my office. This is the office in the house that we rented for the month. But I immediately, when I came into this office, I brought my microphone from home. I brought my speakers from home. I brought my setup from home. I brought things to make this office my environment so that I could thrive in this environment. I can't come into somebody else's environment. So if your environment isn't set up for success, you may not be driving success. This makes me feel good. Renee, you even said you're like, that looks like you've already got it set up. Well, of course I have it set up because I know what I need to do in order to feel good when I sit down. I need to see those things behind me because those things fire me up because that's <laughs> the environment being set up correctly. I love it. Also, the environment, let me just mention this. Please. This is in the book, The Standard. So not only, not only are there at the beginning of The Standard, we unpack 24 ways that I believe you can identify The Standard. 24. Because we've all heard the coach at the end of a game, oh, The Standard is The Standard. You've heard one of your favorite leaders in the business world. We live to The Standard. But nobody has unpacked what that means. So the 18 years that I've done this, we've now written the book on what the standard actually means. So in the beginning, we're walking you through what the standard is and the standard isn't so you can establish more clarity for yours. I then identified the four P's of the standard, the problem, the planning, the performance, and the payoff. And so when you think of the environment, here's my environment where now I feel like this is my office for the next month. This isn't the office of the owner of this home. This is my office. We own this home for the month and we, we, we paid a lot of money to be in this house. I do feel like I own this house for the month. So we own this house for the month. But once I walk in here, now I can look at this. And this is every day for me. I'm thinking, okay, the problem is there a problem today? Is there something that's going to hold me back? And sometimes the problem is an actual problem, but sometimes the problem is where my mindset might take me. Here's what I mean by that. I always love asking people, how do you show up after you win? One of the most significant undiagnosed unnoticed problems is people's discipline after they win. That's a problem. And so if you're winning, you have to say, Hey, I may create a problem if I stop this momentum. So you have to identify, is there a real problem or is it a self-induced problem? Then the planning is, what am I going to do today? It's a daily process that we take you through in the book. Then there's the performance every day. I either did or didn't do what I know I need to do to win. And then there's the payoff. And the payoff is 
the result of you going through that process and living to the standard. And then if we like the result, the potential problem is being seduced by success, which far too many people are seduced by their success. And so then it becomes a cycle that you have to live every single day. So thank you for letting me get long-winded again, but you got to set up the environment, but then you have to have that intentional focus every day to go through those four P's to say, that's how I live to the standard. I love that. And my brother, you're not even close to long-winded. We could have listened to that for another uh, three hours because there's, there's so much in that. And what I hope your listeners are doing right now is going back and saying, let's write down, there's a lot of meat behind each one of those pieces, there's a lot of intentionality behind each one of those. It's not, you know, yes, it's easier to remember. And, you know, it's always good to find something to remember those. But the amount of thought I know that Ben has put into each one of those pieces so that you can implement this. Uh, that's, that's another thing too, that I'm actually really I'm very picky on who I, who comes on the podcast. Cause I want it to be something that it's, it's proven and relevant. And so go back through what he just talked about and listen to, and ask yourself the tough questions. It's easy to see it in other people, but it's always, it's interesting, you know, can we see it in ourselves in there? And then how do you create that environment to win? And is your environment set to say, I'm sitting here in my office, I'm going, I should probably spend a couple hours and clean up in here a little bit. You know, it's not that it's bad, but you know, I just got back from a trip and then, you know, you get busy before the trip and you kind of scramble to get ready and you come back. And, but that's the beauty of being able to self-reflect and looking internally first. And if you do that, now all of a sudden you become a lot more effective because you're living that which you're talking to people about. And so this is great. So I want to, I want to switch little gears here. We've got the mental toughness forum coming up. And I mean, this is an epic event. I mean, I have not seen that many people. I mean, big names. Add my add my let Andy Frasilla to uh, John Gordon to you and to I mean so many other athletes and great names, and this isn't just some tiny little event. You're going to get you say tens of thousands. I think or you say more than that. There's going to be a lot more than that, isn't there? So we we are pre-recording, which for everybody that knows the podcast world, you have to do that. So we're at, we're knocking on the door. Fifty thousand people already on the date of us recording this, and we will probably get anywhere between 75 and 100,000 people when it's all said and done when we roll on August the 1st. And it, it's a virtual mm-hmm. event. It's on demand. So every morning you're getting an email that says, here's your six, seven speakers for the day, around 35 total speakers. And you watch them on the course of your own time and you'll be able to watch them throughout the entire week. And it's a super expensive event too, isn't it? Yeah, it's free, which is which is, <laughs> which is is the problem, right? So I, I want everybody to know, like, don't let that be a problem. Like, This is free because I wanted to say thank you to so many individuals that have impacted my life. And it's a way to give back. It's a way to promote them. It's a way for them to promote us. And it's a way for us to promote each other. And in a world where there's so much confusion, I mean, people don't know what to believe because of politics and the media. We want to be the individuals coming to you to bring clarity and to remind you, you have what you need inside of you. You have the toughness, but you've got to live to that every day and you got to choose to take it every day. And, you know, it, the reality is this is it, it's sad that people don't value free. But when you look at the the heavy hitters and the titans that you've pulled together and then the personalities and the values behind the people that are doing this, this truly is a group of people that wants to give back a, a group of people that are very blessed in what they do and a group of people that believe that they, it's they need to be giving back. And so, you know, think about that for those that that might need this for yourself, for your kids, for your families, your spouses, your brothers, your sisters, get, get it over to schools, get into the hands of athletes, get in the hands of your business professionals, your business colleagues, 
this is truly designed to meet everybody where they're at because there isn't an activity in life that doesn't require us to be mentally tougher or that we can't benefit from a little bit of understanding of what mental toughness is. I know myself, but I looked at all the people that are coming and I go, okay, what, what can I do that's different? And I wanted to take a very different approach to, cause I know so many people are covering so many great topics and I just had a great time uh, going through. Your me- you we did. crushed it. Like I was so excited. Like you absolutely, I'm not even going to tell you. You crushed it. I cannot wait for people to be able to take in your message for the forum. Thank you. I, it was, and thanks for the it's about 18 minutes of absolute golden greatness. Oh man, I appreciate that. But it was, it was fun. Cause it also it helped me explore, you know, something that, you know, we all take for granted, but you know, just being around to be able to talk about it was good. So, but now you did something interesting though. You're launching this massive mental toughness forum and you're launching the book at the same time. Talk to us about why. That, that also goes back to understanding the environment, understanding the game that you're playing, understanding and paying attention to the details. There's a difference between focus and intentional focus. So one of my dear friends who was part of the Mental Toughness Forum last year, who's actually going to be at our boot camp in Las Vegas in October, is Justin Gatlin. So Justin is one of the top five fastest human beings to ever run the face of the earth beat Usain Bolt in his last race, two-time gold medalist, seven-time world champion. I mean, it doesn't get any faster than Justin Gatlin. And he actually came to St. Louis. It it was just a blessing of an opportunity. He came and trained my my daughter, Kennedy, for two days. Uh, She's a sprinter as well. And he and I had a conversation, and he'd never heard it this way. And I just I want to share this so you guys can visualize this. So here I am. Justin and I are having lunch together. And we're talking about his preparation when he beat Usain Bolt in 2017. This is just last week. And so I look at Justin. I said, Justin, everything you're saying is my belief of focus versus intentional focus. I said, how many people did you sprint against that like they would, they're like, I'm focused. I'm ready for the race. But I said, Justin, you just got done telling me that you spent two to three hours just working on this, literally Coming up from from the shoot and your hands, you would work on your hands for two to three. I said, that's intentional focus. Most people are unwilling to move from focus to intentional focus, which means I'm going to hammer every detail. So when we came up with the date for the mental toughness form, it was the same thing. It's like, if we're going to have 75 to 100,000 people and this book is coming out, why wouldn't we release both? on the exact same date. So it was moving from being focused to the intentional focus. How do you maximize the impact? How do you maximize the opportunity? And so it was, it was an easy decision because that's one of the things that I focus on every day is having intentional focus because I believe that focus is not enough. And that's another thing that we dive into in the book. There's a lot of fallacies that I believe are taught that we dispel in the book, the standard. And one of them is the difference of intentional focus versus focus. The other one is I can't stand it. And we actually titled the chapter, don't trust the process. It drives me crazy when people are like, trust the process, trust the, you think trust is enough. You're going to wake up and trust the process. You better wake up and be ready to attack 
the process. Mm. Because if you don't attack the process, I promise you trust is not enough and you're not going to win many championships just trusting it. And so the vein is popping out of the neck. Renee, you got me going, but I I am so fired up that you're so intentional with your questions. I'm so fired up for all the things we have going on. I'm so fired up for all the events you and I have going together. So I I hope everybody can feel the connection Renee and I have because he takes me to another level. Well, uh, you, so you said, trust the process. And I'm going, damn, where's he going with this? Cause I have said that. And then you said what you said and I'm like, okay, I've, I, I, there's another approach with that, but, but you're so right. Trust the process can be such a passive approach. It's like saying it's like, it's akin, sorry, I might upset a, a few people here. It's the secret and the, what they understand of the law of attraction being this is, you know, sit back and intentions will do it all. No hard work. will will do it all, man. Don't just trust the process, engage and attack the process. And God, I'd love that because I used to tell people we go through these big courses and they come to the end, everyone's in this sort of the great euphoria of the end of the course. And I said, I've got one message for you. I said, what you've experienced today is something that you found that works. And I said, but I've given you a set of tools and an environment that we created. I said, but the tools aren't enough. And I said, imagine going to Home Depot and they you take a class on this really spectacular drill. And that drill, man, that drill is perfect. You go, you take this class at Home Depot, the drill works perfectly, it drills through anything. And man, you're saying, man, this drill is great. And you buy the drill. They take home that drill and you set it on the counter and you say, okay, honey, let's see what it does. It's not going to do anything. That drill doesn't work. That tool doesn't work unless you pick it up. And Amen. the process won't work unless you engage. And as you said, unless you attack the process. And so this is, there's a, not a passive listening, but an active engagement that's needed when it comes to all aspects of life. And I love how you're calling out all of those little details in us, because man, if you can listen and let go of your ego of learning and just let go of your ego and just listen to the words that this man is talking about and first take an approach to look inside first and to say, who am I? Am I living to this standard? Am I living to what I know I can be? Is there more and if there is more, then what obligation do I have to really dig and find it? I think that's awesome, man. I I could listen to you talk for hours, and I'm excited that we have our events coming up together. I've got other ideas and stuff that we definitely need to be talking about. But uh, tell us how everybody here can get a hold of you. Well, at Continued Fight, that's the handle on Instagram. And so we are so active there, and I am so active there. It's it's me posting. Yeah, you are one of the ones that it's actually you. So just so you know, if you if you send him a message, it's going to 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 actually to Ben. Well, you know, it, it's interesting. You know, you and I were talking before we went live just about all of the amazing programs that you have coming out and the evolution of just everything that you offer for your business. And you know, Renee and I were joking about the fact that like we're actually the ones. Like you'll get a video from us. You'll actually get like a voice note. It's actually us. It's not a robot. It's not a bot. It's not somebody on our team. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love our relationship is because I know like your work is so important to you. You're not going to have somebody just sending a message on your behalf. Like it's going to be a voice note of Renee connecting with you. And it's the same thing that, that you get with me. And, you know, sometimes I think Renee, people are surprised by that. But I also want to say, and I'm being direct again, it's why I've been doing this for 18 years and you've been doing it for 30. We are not a couple overnight success guys that changed our bio on Instagram. (laughs) This is our love. This is our passion. This is our work. And we care about you living to the standard and attacking the next level. 
my friend, there is nobody better at what it is with that you do. And so I, it's such an honor to have you here, honor to call you a friend. And I'm just on the behalf of the audience listening to this. I just want to say thank you. I hope you guys take notes. I hope you listen to this. I hope you share it. I hope you play it for your kids. And I hope you have to ask questions, challenge us. You know, there's other, there's other aspects to this that maybe we didn't cover and we can go deeper on this. And please go get his book, The Standard. I'm going to be giving it to my friends. I'm going to be buying it myself, like to the point where I said, you know, I want to do a podcast just around it. Thank you. Let's support this needed piece. We are in a very interesting, and I'm using the word interesting time mm. in our life. We have somehow gone through the, the path of softening and making it demonize that mental toughness is not a good thing, but the world was created through suffering. The best things in life have happened to us on the other end of suffering. There's so much that we can talk about the suffering and the sacrifice and the beauty that it really creates and the empathy that it creates and the connection that it creates. It helps us attach to what is most real. But when you can reframe suffering into being something that is really beautiful and realizing that hard work is what makes this world go around. And we realize that the, that hard work is what helps us understand the, the, the capacity that we're capable of doing. We need things like what Ben is talking about to help us get through those times that we want to quit. And so Ben, your message is so much more than business. It's so much more than sports. This, there is a spiritual message behind what it is you're talking about. There's a depth behind what it is you're talking about. And I hope people see and understand the value of it. So thank you so much for, for sharing that with us today. Thank you. I appreciate you so much, Renee, and look forward to continuing to attack and, and to grow with you and to impact with you. Amen to that, my friend. So if you like this, please like, comment, subscribe. We've got AmpCon coming up October 26th, followed by our mastermind the 27th and 28th. Obviously, we have our monthly Amplify courses in our coaching group. And pretty soon here, probably by the time this comes out, we'll have our free masterclass that's coming out. So lots of ways to engage. Please like, share, comment, and thanks again. And please go get the standard. Thank you for sharing this time with us. If the experience resonated with you, follow us on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or AmplifyMyLife.com. Share it with anyone else who's ready to amplify their lives. And remember to let our hearts speak in sequence. For more from Renee Rodriguez, visit MeetRenee.com.